welcome to Live, Laugh, Talk. I'm your host, James Graham. So happy to be with you. Today, we will start our podcast with a discussion about friendship. Then we will transition to our segment, How Did We Get Here?, followed by our hobbies and special interest section, and then conclude with our newly named Sunflower Message, which is our happy note for the day. The topic that we will begin with is entitled, Life is Partly What We Make It and Partly What It Is Made by the Friends We Choose. That's actually a Tennessee Williams quote. What is a friend? This is a question, frankly, that I asked many before starting this podcast. And I got varied answers. One person stated that a friend is one who will give his life for you. Another said that a friend looks past your faults and loves you regardless. Yet someone declared that a friend is there to guide and protect another. All of these statements made me realize that obviously a friend is something needed, but we all would agree that there's frankly just not enough of it in the world. The pure definition of a friend is one who is attached to another by feelings of affection or personal regard. In other words, a friend is one you know, like, and trust. Truly, we can like someone, but do we accurately know them? Thus, can we trust them? Assuredly, we all have had a lot of ones that we considered friends, but they proved themselves contrarily. Oddly, is there any other characteristic of an individual that if a person is not complete, then they are the opposite. Think about it. If one is not your friend because of proven actions, then he actually becomes your enemy. There's no in-between, authorities say. No such thing as a frenemy or in a friend. They are either friend or foe. The problem is, is that some very close to us are pretenders to friendship. They exist to bring subsequent heartbreak. But is that entirely their fault? True, some people are insincere in their motives. Some will hurt others simply because they are not friends to themselves. And most definitely, if one does not love himself, he cannot love someone else. But on the opposite side of the spectrum, maybe we use the term friend too loosely and we label them as a friend before we fully got to know all of their traits. We have to have a period of trials of trust before we can call one a friend in the truest sense. Trials of trust, you may ask? Yes. You see, we give a little of ourselves and then they give a little of themselves. Maybe we tell them something personal. And depending upon how they handle that, we begin to tell them more. As trust is developed, 
we may give them several more tidbits. Pretty soon, they may be privy to bountiful amounts of information about us and we about them. This person becomes a confidant, an advisor, our companion, our friend. Obviously, more time should be spent at the onset during the trials of trust. You see, if more time is spent at this phase, we might be able to find out that someone is not going to be there for us in the more difficult times. You see, too often, we like a person for whatever reason it is. We like them way too soon and we begin an instant friendship. We hurriedly skip all of the steps of the trials of trust and move them from stranger to friend in the blink of an eye. Maybe it's because they had a similar background. Maybe they're charismatic. Maybe they think along the same lines that we do. Possibly they give off a certain aura about themselves that we just like being around. But understand, there's no such thing as a friend at first sight. What we then have is someone knowing too much who will eventually use that knowledge to do us harm. Then they become the type of friend Oscar Wilde was speaking of when he said a friend is one who will stab you in the In contrast, some have good intentions in a relationship. Maybe it begins with one being sincere, but we expect more out of a person than they can give will also cause friction. See, with our friends, we have to accept their faults and hope that they accept ours. Bernard Meltzer said, a true friend is someone who thinks you are a good egg even though he knows that you are slightly cracked. We must be good friends ourselves and become accepting of others. Maybe we know our friend has a selfish trait. Well, we have to accept that and not cut him off from our bosom at the next sign of selfishness. Possibly our friend suffers with listening. The next time we begin to tell them about our boss's actions at the office and things that bother us to no end, and they immediately cut us off to tell us about a new song they heard on the radio or a brand new outfit they just purchased, it might not be the time to send that one into the no friend zone. They're just not centered. Possibly our friend is not at the same place in the relationship as we are. If this is the case, we should explain our concerns to our friend and allow them time to ameliorate. True enough, a friend might be one we know, like, and trust, but that doesn't make him perfect. Expect mistakes and missteps, but be sure That before you give someone your heart and you name them your friend, that they are worthy of bearing the name. Our next segment will be how did we get here? But before we get into that, you're encouraged to share your thoughts 
on the subject we just discussed about friendship on our website at livelaughtalk.com by email at admin at livelaughtalk.com. And if listening on Spotify, you can add a voice memo as well as comments. And that's just not for that segment, but for any of them. We love to hear your thoughts. Eventually, we'll be using your ideas as topics. As mentioned, how did we get here? Recently, a married couple who are longtime friends of mine asked me to watch their two children who are in grade school. Let me brag a little bit about these children for a moment and how their parents have raised them. They are bilingual. They speak English and Mandarin Chinese. In addition, they go to a magnet school that magnifies their abilities. I was happy to have them in my care. Two little angels. I put on my best super dad routine, which is not easy for me, as I've never had children of my own. Now I got up early fixing their breakfast, even though I don't even do this for myself. I don't even cook. I drove them to school each morning, which was over about 40 minutes from my home. I planned to pick them up each day after work. So the first day, I got them to the school. I got them there early, feeling good. But the oldest one had left her tablet in the car. I turned around, drove back to the school, and the school's doors were locked. I used the intercom feature, and they let me in to hand the tablet to the assistant. No problem. I drove off and felt great about my first day with the kids. Man, so far, so good. Getting through the first day. But then I thought about what had happened. Wait a minute. I'm not on the list as an authorized person. Yet they opened the door for me. Yes, when I went back, the door was locked. And that's admirable. But they opened the door for me with no ID and very little information about who I am. I started to get a chill down my back. This was after the many school shootings we've had recently. Do you know what I did? I canceled all my appointments for the entire week and stayed right in the vicinity of the school each day for the seven hours they were being educated. I walked around the mall. I went to coffee shops. I ate in the mall food court, sat in the library, talked people's ears off, you know. Everything, though, was within a five-mile radius because I couldn't imagine driving to work nor home, which would be about 40 minutes, almost 40 miles away from them. You see, the fear of the nonsense around us that has ruined us of our sense of safety caused me to be overtaken. This wasn't a fear when I went to school. And I'm not 60 or 70 years old. This wasn't a fear 10, 15, or maybe 20 years ago. But it's staring us in the face now. 
I understand why parents now choose to homeschool their children. According to the National Center for Education Statistics, up to 25% of parents listed safe environment concerns as the major reason for homeschooling. With school shootings and peer-related crimes on the rise, more parents are choosing to educate their kids behind the walls of their homes. This fear made it the number one reason parents choose to teach their kids at home. According to the National Home Education Research Institute, so far, homeschooling has had a compound annual growth rate of 10.1%, making the number nearly 5 million students in the U.S. who are homeschooled. Again, this fear of schools becoming war zones was non-existent a decade or a score ago. So we asked the question, how did we get here? Moving to our next section, our next thing to talk about is our personal interests, or I should say, one of mine. One of my favorite interests is automobiles. I love them, whether classics or newbies, exotics or hoopties. And yes, I ran. Lately, the buzz has been around electric vehicles or EVs. Although I love my home named Earth, I wasn't a fan at first of EVs. As a matter of fact, there wasn't a lot to be a fan of. Some were getting 65 miles on a charge with forever being the time limit to recharge. They looked weird and they made no sound like the rumble of my dad's muscle cars I grew up with. Now we have models today and yet future that's going to give us 350 to 400 miles on a single charge as well as charging to a full charge in and out. They have earned my attention, and obviously the world's. The new edition of the International Energy Agency's annual Global Electric Vehicle Outlook, that's a lot of words. It shows that more than 10 million electric cars were sold worldwide last year. 10 million. And sales are expected to grow by another 35% this year to reach 14 million. You and I weren't around for the first combustion cars that rolled off the assembly line. But what a great time to be alive. To see the mass production and multiple improvements of EV cars during our life. We're moving on quickly today. This brings us to our happy message. And we're going to name this segment our sunflower message. Sunflowers are beautiful, aren't they? Actually make you happy when you see one. As mentioned in our pilot show, I was going to ask my friends, the supporters of me and the podcast, to appear as guests 
Also, they could write segments of the show. Well, we're privileged to have Amy, a dear friend of mine, and a lover of sunflowers, to share her message of love and affirmation. Actually, Amy does this with her friends and family on a regular basis. So why not share these things with you? Amy is going to send us home on a cheerful note with our sunflower message that she submitted. Amy says, let these words sink deep into your soul. I trust in the process and believe in my limitless possibilities. I am a force of nature capable of achieving extraordinary things. Believe me when I say that you are capable of so much more than you can imagine. I want you to embrace this affirmation with unwavering faith and confidence. Trust in the journey. For every step you take Every challenge you face and every triumph you celebrate is a part of your growth and transformation. You possess a resilience that can weather any storm and a strength that can move mountains. Embrace your inherent power, tap into your inner wisdom, and let your unique light shine brightly upon the world. Trust in your abilities, trust in the process, and trust that the universe is conspiring in your favor. Remember, you are a force of nature capable of achieving extraordinary things. Let this affirmation guide your actions, fuel your dreams, and ignite your passion. Believe in yourself, for your limitless potential knows no bounds. Trust in the process and watch as your life unfolds with breathtaking beauty and endless possibility. Power. Thank you, Amy, for these loving words of inspiration. Honestly, guys, with friends like that, how could I fail? I woke up one morning after a conversation with my dad, as you guys learned in the pilot. Dad said, do a podcast. James said, okay. But James had the power to do so because he's surrounded by friends like that. Friends that have that kind of faith in him. We talked earlier about friendships and what they mean. One notable person once said that you are your five closest friends. Think about that as we end our broadcast day. We hope that you enjoy this airing of Live, Laugh, Talk podcast. This is James and Georgia's baby boy signing off until our next show. And boy, do we look forward to that time with you.